0: This is a music review of the first album by Procol Harum. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as Procol Harum. Uh, the US version actually titled it A Wider Shade of Pale. Um, but a little background, their origins. Uh, they started off as a band called The Paramounts, uh, based in Essex, led by Gary Brooker and Robert Tra- Robin Trower and, and B.J. Wilson. And they had a moderate hit with the Lieber and Stoller song, Poison Ivy. Uh, That was at the uh, beginning, uh, the back end of 64, early 65. But they disbanded in 66. And then uh, we leap forward uh, a year to April 67, when Brooker again began working uh, with uh, Keith Reed, uh, who was a poet, and the Hammond organ player, Matthew Fisher, uh, guitarist Ray Royer and uh, bassist David Knights. And th- this was the crux of the band that uh, produced by Gus Juggin uh, uh, was involved in the creation of the uh, song A Wider shadowed Pale recorded in 1967 uh, by Denny Cordell. And uh, this then led to a rethink as to uh, how we're going to move forward. Uh, with regard to A sw- by the Shade of Pale, um, it was a s- song structured r- reminiscent of Baroque music and a counter melody based on uh, Johann Sebastian Bach's orchestral suite number three in D major. And uh, Fischer played this on his Hammond Orden and Bro- Bruckers vocals and Leagues, uh, Reed's lyrics. Uh, created this uh, sound that was uh, universally accepted as one of the greatest pop songs of all time. However, uh, after that hit, the band, uh, in attempting to consolidate this studio success, began touring, and they soon encountered some problems. And so, uh, Brooker then re-recruited uh, B.J. Wilson on drums and Robin Trower on guitar from uh, his old Paramount days, uh, and that was the core of the band uh, as they went out on tour, and this first album uh, followed uh, towards the back end of 1967. So let's have a quick look at the track by track uh, for the first Procol Harum album. And the British version I'm going to look at today, not the American version. Uh, the opener then is Conquistador. Well, uh, what a great intro this is. Uh, the piano pulses uh, as the solid rhythm enables uh, Gary's passionate vocal to whip up a, a rhythm. And the solid guitar, bass and drums, which drives a, a powerful rock at sound that uh, enables the pacey organ solo uh, to power the song to the finish. It's a great opener, as I said, and, and, and indicative of confidence and, and power. Uh, lyrically, uh, Reed uh, was probably m- uh, mocking heroism and vanity, as exemplified uh, by the 16th century Spanish conquerors. Who arrived in the America and were named conquistadors? Uh, their early new face of victory was soon replaced, however, by ageism and death, dis disappointment, and significantly disrepute by the locals. So that's conquistador. Track two, then. She Wandered Through the Garden Fence. Her complete contrast to Track 1. It's a, a song full of humour and it bounces along. The pop beat links into a lovely organ section that hints a little bit of baroque. Gary's vocals are very McCartney-like. Again, the organ takes the solo. It, for me, created an English country garden feel and the jaunty style is uh, very uh, musical-like for me. Lyrically, well, I thought it was a dream uh, with devious intent that is curbed by a girl who is more than the equal to the dreamer. A desire for love on your own terms is quashed. And uh, others, though, on the internet... Uh, suggested that it was a drug-induced uh, lyric uh, with connotations that at the time everything was uh, labelled with in the 67 era, uh, LSD, etc. Uh, the, the, the phrase, the potion bringing relief. Well, I didn't see that uh, in a young adolescent, I must admit, it was more experimentation than relief. Um, So that's my take on uh, She Wandered Through the Garden Fence. Up next was Something Followed Me, and uh, uh, it's a much slower paced song. The keyboards and uh, piano drive it, with Gary's addictive vocal again. The blues sort of rhythm takes us towards the solo, uh, which is a classy uh, piano roll-like, which leads to Trower's very brief solo. Psychedelic in style, though. It smoulders uh, a bit. Uh, and uh, lyrically, it's a dark tale of seeing your own tombstone, uh, referring to various health incidents, pain, deadly events, maybe a future perception of one's demise. I'm not too sure. Uh, on to track four then, Mabel. Um, this is a really kooky sort of uh, track. Another taste of music or, um possibly the fun fair. Uh, with its umpa uh, uh, brass section. It's a cacophony of noise. Very sort of Sergeant Pepperish, ish really. Um, and uh, the uh, jazz sound is very over-the-top. Almost drunken revelry. And lyrically, well, it seems to be a mix of being drunk, lustful, hungry and uninhibited. Uh, with reference to porn Mabel in the kitchen. Um, maybe it's a party atmosphere or a special event or something like that. So that's Mabel. And then uh, to track five, Cerdes uh, Outside the Gates of. Wow, this is a real epic, this uh, uh, closer to side one. Um, there's a sort of uh, majestic... Uh, side to it, and it stabs with a dramatic piano and guitar, uh, and the solo, uh, albeit brief, is uh, very powerful. Gary then lays uh, out with an impassioned vocal, and then Trower, uh, the first time he really opened his shoulders on the album really. Uh, and it, it's almost a liquid guitar-like lick that uh, dominates the track, uh, and his ability shines through. It's not Hendrix, uh, certainly, but it's pretty impressive. Very rock-like, and uh, the twin earth throngs of the piano and keyboards. Uh, it's got a slight nod, really, to Stevie Winwood's traffic in it, I think. And it's very, and a very explosive end to side one. Now lyrically, well, well, uh, where do you begin, really? Well, Cerdus is a, a, a read reflected that Cerdus was a mythical uh, animal figure uh, playing a flugelhorn uh, like a trumpeting unicorn. So, uh, if that isn't induced by some uh, substance, I don't know what is. The track then refers to mermaids uh, and carnations making a reef for ailing whales. (coughs) Well, very strange. And then it references Neptune, uh, the Roman god of the sea, um, dancing with hornpipes and Salom uh, Sheds her Veil Phallus Phil Pedals Pewter Pops well who's Phallus Phil? Um, anybody's guess um, so really um, it would be easy to evaluate this as a a drug-induced LSD uh, lyric uh, extravaganza really um, and I can't really suggest any alternative um, but uh, the music is uh, impressive. So that brings us to the end of side one on the vinyl. So to kick off uh, the second side of vocal for Har- Harum's debut album, uh, track six, uh, I'll call it, it's A Christmas Camel. Uh, the music, well, I saw another critic say that this song was a rip off of a Ray Charles riff. I can't really comment on that, but it certainly starts off with a punchy piano intro, uh, which sets up Gary's impassioned vocals. Fisher on organ uh, is very compact, and he mixes with the piano a bit like Kid Brothers, and then Trower's lead swells the sound. His heavy, strident style is definitely progressive in the truest sense of the word. As for lyrics... um, The exodus of the rich and famous to wealthy tax-free havens caught my eye. Uh, But an alternative is that it's a reckless choice of partner, uh, a reckless choice of personal business, and then a need to escape. Uh, Make of that what you wish. Next track is Kaleidoscope. A standard organ, really. Driven rock song. Definitely a weak part of the album, although the laid-back Trower solo midway through saves it towards the end. Lyrically it's an amalgam I think of physical sensations in a, uh, a, 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 a lonely world, possibly drug induced, coupled with visual imageries uh, that uh, are uh, impacted on your personal psyche. Next up is Salad Days. brackets are here again. Musically, this slows things down appreciably, but Fisher dominates again early on, and then Brooker's uh, court jester style piano uh, comes in, and the midsection uh, has a standard sort of organ solo really. Again, not too much happening here, but the music reflects a sadness in the lyric. Uh, As the lyrics, a tale of disappearing love, maybe. uh, Or disappearing life. Uh, The contrast of night and day. Uh, The title, well, I thought, uh, boredom, tastelessness. But apparently Shakespeare uh, used this phrase to describe youthful time and innocence. On to good Captain Clagg. this has a musical uh, pace about it and epitomises a, a sailor's tavern where the grog is the order of the day and uh, sailors sing along and it's jaunty and a little gem really. Uh, lyrically, uh, uh, a fictional figure ageing and losing uh, the, uh, the desire for work And replacing it with booze and tobacco, uh, whilst uh, this compares with the uh, self-discipline and self-worth with regard to work. Just my take on it, you can take with it what you wish. The last official track on the British version is Repent While Purges, which is an instrumental and uh, it's an absolute uh, dream of a finale. Fisher's organ emerges to create a solemn mood Baroque style, and then Trower's liquid guitar creeps into the mix and takes over. There's a great melody. It has a classic rock fusion, and that makes ways to a classic p- piano. Beauty personified, I thought. And then we rejoin the pomp and musical explosion uh, of organ, piano, and car guitar as they collide as a collage of Rock's Finest for 1967. A word about the US version then, of course the bonus track, A Wider Shade of pale. well it's such a majestic song. Uh, timeless almost, and tumultuous. Um, most agree lyrically, though, that it's a, a pretty simple sort of message. It's about a, a, a drunken binge and a, a leading to a sexual act, all very lustful. Uh, and although others have suggested uh, links to Chaucer's and Miller's Tale and other other sort of rather confusing interpretations that is generally the agreed uh, understanding of the lyric written by Reid. The music, um, as I say, I first heard this when I was uh, uh, just a little 13 year old uh, and uh, I heard it from a distance uh, on a record player and uh, it just was so moving. Uh, so powerful um, and it's remained with me since then. It's one of the greatest pieces of uh, popular music of all time and how it got uh, captured as a single is amazing really um, but an absolute blessing that so many people bought the single and, and, and jettisoned Proko uh, prokoharam to the front of a, a busy queue of bands who were trying to get your attention. So in conclusion, this album is uh, 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 an essential essential listen for those who were growing up as teenagers in the late 60s. Um, it's a fine piece of work. Uh, it's easy to be a little bit critical, uh, suggesting that it might be a little dated, I didn't find it that dated at all. Um, I, I just f- found the splendour of it uh, uh, amazing to uh, listen to repeatedly. So please get to listen to it. It's the debut album by Procol Harum. It's called uh, Pro- Procol Harum. Uh, there is the US version, which is called A Wider Shade of Pale, uh, but the, tra- the track A Wider Shade of Pale is not on the uh, English. Uh, version. So please get to listen to it. It's a wonderful piece of work.